Okay. You good? Yeah. Okay. Three, two, one. Hello. So. All right, bro. It's been all right. Four months. Just got to repeat what we said before recording. Exactly. Just say whatever we were supposed to say again. And uh, we should move forward. So the last time we were doing it was about last year, I think, post-Christmas, I think. Yeah. Yeah. We were talking about Ryan Long. We went deep into philosophy. Yeah. It was was a fun little conversation that we were having. Mm -hmm. And we lost like three hours worth of recording. Because yeah, we did. We lost uh, a lot of it. Yeah. Hopefully, anything today. Um, and we are here because there's flood back home. Yeah, we're here because um, we feel homesick because of the current situation. But I mean, I wouldn't say I'm homesick, but yeah. Oh no, not necessarily. I'm just missing my mom. And uh, if I could bring her and my brother over here somehow, I would be pretty much relieved. But your mom, your parent, your mom and brother are back home. Yeah, um, I got two brothers. One of them I live with here, and the other one is over there with mom. Okay. And, um, they live on the second floor of a building in Upushahar one of the most affected areas in the city. I'm not going to say the district because in the news and uh, people have been dealing with much worse. Oops, yeah. Yeah. Uh, don't show me your dick, man. I'm, I'm in a vulnerable position. And I'm not showing the I'm trying to fix my... Emotionally. So I can read up online if there's something about the whole situation sure go ahead um, al jazeera has been pretty um solid throughout the thing they have been reporting well um one of my friends who was um the editor in chief of the magazine that we try to that we run um the interlude um meme she uploaded i mean published something for silet on the Daily Star. I'll send you the link. Yeah, I think you can send it through your email, right? Yeah. I mean, that was me uh, reporting to one of the contributors of the of the, the Daily Star because she somehow got in touch with me through her story where I was asking for funds. Okay. For- for the flood and uh, she replied to my story and uh, I asked her I could and what I did is that I was on my lunch break and I emailed her whatever details I had of my nonprofit organization which is raising the funds by the way people um yeah. is a nonprofit organization dedicated to helping out the underprivileged residents slash citizens of Silit of all ages and uh, we have been active since 2018 even when back I was at Bangladesh I, I'm not the founders I'm just the international one of the international representatives trying to yeah. gather funds mm. from outside of Bangladesh yeah 
and your brother Nafis has been helping a lot as well. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, about the GoFundMe page. Mm -hmm. uh, person, I think, I think the strike, sorry, not the strike. What am I saying? The flood started happening from the 18th of, no, 17th, right? 17th of this month or no, or 16th? To be precise, right after 15th, by the end of 15th. Yeah. When the flood situation started to get worse, it started like your typical cyclone, rainstorm in Bangladesh, but within a little less than 24 hours, it got worse. And so far, it has been reported to be the worst flood in more than a century, Sur even surpassing the horrors that the people have faced back in 1988. Mm. At least um, that's what the elderly people are saying. So um, was there, like, my sister, she posted on her story that there was sunshine, the rain stopped. And then I think the flood got a little better. Is that true? Do you have flood any more? It has gotten a little better for now, but I think it has already started raining. And again, like after that? Yeah. I mean, now, as of now, I think if I look at the forecast, it, yeah, it is raining. It's going to be raining at about 1 a.m. EST. So that is. 11 a.m. in Bangladesh. So it's going to be raining constantly for the next 8 to 12 hours. Yeah, and I heard like people didn't have power, uh, electricity. Like my grandparents, they live in Chato and mm -hmm. they're, they're for, they have a two-story building. So the first floor was completely filled with water. So they had to like go upstairs. Mm -hmm. Power cut, uh, no water, no electricity. Uh, they didn't have uh, internet either. I, I just, uh, I'm trying to look into the top stories uh, about the flood. So I have CP24, which is, I guess, the Canadian uh, news. It says that it has news from two days ago. So I think the, the Western uh, news outlets probably stopped caring because uh, whatever news they have is like two days back, three days back, six days back. So CP24 mm -hmm. has a news says dozens dead millions displaced by flooding in Bangladesh and India I'm not sure if India is having it as well then there is yeah, the, the northeastern uh, region of India has been facing a certain amount of flood as well I think it's called Assam yeah 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 I think Shilchur, that or Shilchur as we say it yeah. has been affected quite a lot I think it's about the same number of people in terms of numbers that have been affected in each of the regions Silet yeah. and um, the northeastern India. The thing is that um, they are not, no, I'll get into the quote unquote political part of it a bit later. Let's talk about the people and the situation first, then. Yeah, and then so, back to your grandparents. No, we were, uh, you, you could go ahead. You were saying about. Okay, so, um, okay. The electricity, yes. Uh, in certain areas in the city of Silet, say Upushor, where my parents, uh, where my mom and my brother live, and uh, one of my school friends, they live there as well. 
they haven't had electricity for about six days. Like, mm. not at all. It didn't even come back once. And um, they were living in the dark. And they couldn't go out because, of course, there was flood. It was yeah. about 38 centimeters of flood, which is about a little, little about three feet. So mm. there is no way you could walk into a store, even for the most basic of resources. And uh, our food was getting spoiled. Not just us. Uh, by us, I mean the, the whole of Silic were living near the river somehow and um, people had to travel with boats from one place to another and they had to rent boats to go to places where you could just walk in within five minutes or ten minutes which was insane and uh, my mother felt pretty sick because she is a diabetic she her insulin was getting warm and um, well, yeah, my brother, he himself has several pre-existing allergic reactions to certain things. And uh, yeah, we've, it's, it's been a dark couple of days, to say the least, because people have been suffering for, from the lack of from lack of resources throughout the region, um, say food electricity uh, even we couldn't talk to our talk to our families for what 48 hours or even more depending on how much charge they were able to save up yeah where whereas they weren't able to charge up their phones or any source of light for that matter yeah because there was no power yeah and uh, I myself uh, being certainly empathetic to the problems of my friends and family over there. I didn't have much sleep throughout this week. I mean, I had a three-day three day weekend, but what I did is that I went all over the internet in order to request, plead, beg for funds so that um, people who are even more or less privileged than our families could receive something. Yeah. And uh, that's with me as well, yeah? Can you say more about the, sorry, you were, you complete your sentence. You were trying to say something. Yeah. And um, uh, Nafis alongside with me has been diligent ever since Friday, which is, I don't know what day was the 17th when we opened the fund one, each fundraiser, one for Canada. It was Friday. Yeah. It was Friday, the 17th of June. And uh, we were doing our own thing, campaigning, posting, the most yeah. we could do the to this point even um i had this made this barcode that's that says so it is in danger and it had a fund it had the link to my gofundme campaign as soon as you opened your camera i went around all the bengali neighborhoods i received zero from every one of them because first of all they were skeptic second of all they were rude and third of all i was getting the papers back as soon as i gave it to them and they didn't even listen and uh, yeah, that that at that point felt pretty hopeless. But I went to a couple of mosques, and uh, they were kind enough to look at it. And maybe that might have resulted in a little less than hundred dollars worth of funds. But that's all. And I was as of now, as of tonight, I was able to collect a thousand and sixty-four 
dollars in American currency worth of funds. And I have sent all of them through to my organization and they have been arranging a truckload of resources from food to um, sanitary products to even pads for sanitary pads for women, even going as far as buying uh, medicines, antibiotics for the people who might be feeling certain symptoms of fever and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. Well done. Yeah. Man. So, so a lot of my, I have friends when I showed them about the fund link of yours and like even my brother. So they have questions that um, when they send money to the GoFund, where is it going to go? Because they're, they are a little skeptic. And not only them, a lot of people are skeptic that, okay, if I send money to the GoFund, is it really going to be put to use? And where is it going? Like they trust. I mean, obviously they're not, it's not that they're not trusting you. They trust, but the, the question, they have some questions that where is that money going to go? Mm-hmm. How is it used? Uh, who are taking, like when they send that money through the link, who's receiving that money and what are they going to do with that money specifically and how they're going to do it? So how would you address that question? Okay, very well. So anybody who has a question could most definitely reach out to me on Instagram. I am pretty approachable, like I said. Yeah. It's not like I have a millions of friends texting me every second. Most of the text has been that has been coming in by now has been from people who are a little skeptic, who have yeah. been, who have had their questions, or who are in general asking, so what we can what can we do? So the thing is that the funds, as soon as you send it to to me, to my um GoFundMe, it's gonna come to me, of course. It's going to come, I'm going to transfer it to my bank account, which I have linked to it. And as soon as I receive it, receive it, I either send it to one of my, one of the two people I know from Canada. It's either Nafis or my best friend, Sharmin. So mostly it's Sharmin then Nafis because I send it to her and she receives the Canadian amount of it, whatever funds I send to her. And she then e-transfers it to Nafis, who then sends it sends it to the people involved in Ovikrai, primarily Krishna and Ornok through Bikash, whoever he could find at the, at the moment of time. And as soon as they receive it, they use the funds to buy buy the resources that I just mentioned, which is um, Shira, flat and rice. That's mm-hmm. what Google said, so <laughs> I don't know how else to explain it. Shira... Um, other I totally forgot. Um, so, named who are who are back home, uh, who receive the money and then they go and they buy these things. Can people approach them? Like most through... definitely through Facebook, Instagram, they are available. They are a bit occupied to say the least, but they are ready. They are more than welcome to reach out. Krishna, the founder of Hopi is the most active person of that organization okay and after him it's Ornog there's Middle there's been there's even some girls coming up recently Sarah Abdullah Insulet yes Insulet all of them are based in Insulet the city itself and um, okay 
so they would be able to describe the details and whatnot and um i will i will as well to the best of my knowledge i'm just a bit cranky from like 10 hours of work and two hours of back and forth campaigning yeah yeah that's that's what what is happening that's what's happening because no i am not going to hawaii or miami with this money because i'm still in new york i'm working six days a week and i'm doing whatever whatever i can in the meantime in order for them to receive the aid they can and <laughs> and that's it and so, i i am a little skeptic now because i don't think we would be receiving any more funds not until it gets worse because people i'm not i'm not this is my people i am more than thankful for everyone who has helped uh being daisy being even i even received a white guys fund so which is awesome and uh i was desperate to the point i made a stupid enough tiktok that had anadi armas's um clip um edited along with the flood incident yeah and i made it i made it look like that anadi armas is um endorsing of my fundraiser for um for silit and uh, it ended up getting what almost 3 and a half thousand views on tiktok and uh, people from tiktok have been kind enough to donate about 60 to 80 dollars in the gofundme which is i mean i said them whatever helps right so finally humor my humor kind of helped i think yeah and a shout out to fardeen for um lending a clip of the, of one of the floods so that we could yeah make this goofy video and raise some money yeah so, so that's for the blood damn it's who would have thought right so let me go through something like this i mean we did know that yeah. in the the environmental aspects of the of the country silat is very prone to being you know like finished uh in like 50 years it's going to be underwater that's what it's uh we know like from hearsay right mhm i mean all the everyone from scientists to um half uh, half baked elderly people everyone have been saying that the trump oh shobara ke silet jai bo pani to le or something like that and uh, the fact that silet uh went through this the certain amount of disaster that has it has been going through and it might go through even more is scary to say the least i have a link right now in front of me that literally says that uh by the year 2050 mm-hmm. so actually has some a very sad stats so the link is the uh, if you just type the climate reality project how the climate crisis is impacting bangladesh mm-hmm. go to that so it basically says that by 2050 one in every seven people in bangladesh will be displaced by change specifically with a projected 19.6 inch rise in sea level bangladesh may lose approximately 11% of its land by then and up to 18 million people may have to migrate because of sea level rise alone mm-hmm. so it's silat is 
is a very uh, dangerous zone when it comes to climate change. Yeah, it comes down to the reason of, I mean, of course, there's a natural nature, um, natural aspect to it, given that um, it's near the river and whatnot. But the thing is that uh, you have heard about the fact that a lot of the draining systems in Silit under the river or within the land. I don't really know the scientific or specific um, terminology for it, but it, it's been clogged for several years, even um, for more than, more than a century. So, and the fact that the wetlands are, the surfaces of the wetlands are so clogged it results in the what's the word? It, it results in the water to not flow as frequently as it should, which results which helps with the flood. To be honest, and um, who do we blame it for? The government, maybe because instead of building building new things, they could focus on. The things that are already disrupted. Yeah, disrupted, and or uh, prone to get more disrupted, for that matter. Yeah. And um, now is not the time to post about the Padma Bridge. And and the Padma Bridge, they're also boasting about. I mean, have you noticed these posts by many of my Bangladeshi friends posting stuff like, Bangladesh right now is richer than India and Pakistan. I know. All that bullshit you know why maybe we're richer or maybe we're poorer than them who cares Silet is is drowning what am i supposed to do with the fact that we're richer than india or pakistan but then a part of our country is drowning you know what i mean there's I no mean, point exactly exactly would and, you say like syria is thriving financially when you see a kid's head blown off or something exactly like this, this is, is my this, language but that is, this, this is ridiculous the the it's really, uh, it's like, a co- it's not a coincidence, but whenever some shit happens in Bangladesh, you'll see these posts coming up. We're richer than India. We're richer than Pakistan. We're doing better. All oh, 50 years of independence and we have gone this, we've achieved this and that. What did we achieve? A few highways in the, in, in the capital? Doesn't help. Like I, you, it's really nice that you brought up the drainage system thing. I found, I found like an article right here. Uh, yeah, I haven't. I did read about it, but I couldn't retain the information enough. Yeah, I have it here. I read it. So it's it says, it's it's a research paper by Silet Agricultural University. Mm-hmm. So that uh, so the name of the paper is Sustainable Stormwater Drainage System Design for Silet Agricultural University. So uh, this is specific to the university, but I think if we read about it, we could have like an overview of what's going on in the district. So it says that drainage system of Silla Agricultural University is often blocked by sediment and solid waste consequences in a waterlogged situation. To eradicate the problem, a study was conducted to design of sustainable stormwater drainage system for Silla Agricultural University. The rainfall data from the second secondary sources and relevant data of topography and uh, vegetation from the primary and secondary sources were collected to endure the study and, and, uh, and 
endeavor to analyze the presence in air of drainage system in this university was accompanied through questionnaire survey, informal, informal interview and open discussion. Hence, hydrological data analysis paves the way to design the most economical and efficient hydrologic design of drainage system. 100 years return period and one hour rainfall depth was estimated to prepare an intensity duration frequency curve. The study area was dividing into three catchments based on topography, the time of concentration. So three calculated. So basically, uh, if you read this, what they try to do is study the drainage uh, system. So here it says that drainage is a process of interception and removal of water from over and under the vicinity of the road surface. Drainage can be surface or subsurface and surface and subsurface drainage of roads critically affect the structural integrity, life and safety to users and is thus important for highway design and construction. Uh, so okay, this is pretty much like a basic paper, but so uh, collection of data. Okay, this is actually a pretty long one. Climate of study area. I'm trying to get to like the really end. Give me one minute. Termination of. Okay, the results are here. So I see that the campus area divided into three catchments of, for easily designing drainage system. This area was divided based on topography. First cast north boundary wall. Okay, you know what? This is. This is really specific. Uh, times of concentration. You know what? Uh, I mean, I think if I'm not wrong, Al Jazeera, the article from Al Jazeera I was reading a couple hours ago, it might have a simpler, yeah, version of what we were we we are trying to find out because mm -hmm. it would be it could be more easier for our viewers or listeners whoever yeah. listens to it do you have that uh uh was al jazeera document i i have it on my phone but would you be able to you know what i'm gonna send you send it to you right now by i'm gonna email it to you hold up or or you could like uh do screen recording as well and you would see it on your phone oh yeah hold up yeah, we could do that. That'll be easier for the viewers, actually, so they could like just have a look. Yeah, we could do that. And in the meantime, we could just blabber shit in order to not lose our lose the window to like silence. So how's your day been, man? A days. Uh, so because I just recently graduated, so I'm just. For now, uh, congratulations, by the way, for that, bro. So, I'm just for job in my field, so essentially like a machine operator in chemical factories or mm -hmm. uh, a lab analyst job. Uh, so, just applying uh, for jobs right now and also waiting for my work permit because I need to get my work permit before I can actually get into my field. So, for the time, I'm just working uh, in a restaurant. So that's what I'm doing right now, as of now, uh, to pay my bills. And uh, yeah, now and now I'm doing my podcast with hopefully the future Dave Chappelle. I don't know about that, man, but 
I haven't been on the scene since last year, to be honest. It's been in and out because it's been a couple of open mics. And, uh, yeah, I've lost a couple of followers here and there. And uh, okay. I'm trying to get back. I'm trying, I'm writing material again, finally. Try to uh, post more of your open mic stuff on, on your social media. I think people would love that. Yeah, I, uh, I'm going to... The thing is that uh, it took me a while to... The last show I did last year, which was a hit, not going to lie. Mm-hmm. Just give me a I saw the recording. I'm just going to get like a water for myself. So. Oh, sure. And I'm going to excuse myself a little as well. So this article that I was just reading, I think I found a good part here. It says, I found something that I could actually, but yeah, we'll first go through your Al Jazeera document and then we can talk about that one. Most definitely. Okay. Yeah. So I think this is, this is the one. So over a hundred kills, millions displayed amid historic flooding in Bangladesh, Northern India. Officials are blah, blah, blue. At least 116 people are dead. Correct. And millions uh, of homes have been flooded after days. Is that uh, 30 people have been killed in a monsoon rain since last week? Four million people were marooned in the northeastern quarter. The flooding is the worst in uh, 122 years in the Silic region. Okay. Wow. Who would have thought? Not us. Not us. I couldn't be more glad in leaving, leaving the city, but. Too bad we made friends and we have family there. Yep. Yeah. And uh, yeah, in India's northeastern state of Assam, located north the north India of Honest? India doesn't give a fuck about Assam. I mean, yeah, I mean the Northeast, they don't I haven't seen the Northeast being mentioned I, I, anywhere. I've got friends. Not a single one of them has posted anything about the flood. In mm-hmm. fact, I, I've, I've been, I do follow Indian news a lot because I find their uh, politics to be very entertaining. But not a single yeah, soul. I, I love Arnav um, Goswami. So. Yeah, no, no one has been posting much about the floods, actually. True. Um, I kind of feel that Indians don't really care about Assam. Yeah, I mean, Arundhati Roy, one of the most outspoken people out there i think she's a political figure right. and author by now is she like the female uh, feminist writer i i think she might be but she's one of the good ones i think i don't know much she said that uh, india is kind of turning into a right-wing fascist organization the whole of indian government and i don't know she might be right she's not wrong, not wrong. He's not wrong, in the wrong, considering right. that. Okay, Assam state's officials said about 200,000 people have been taken to makeshift shelters and several relief camps as all major rivers in Assam swelled well above danger levels, according to the AP. 
the Brahmaputra River, which runs sorry, Assam, uh, your people need to give a fuck a little more. I'll, we'll go back to Bangladesh. Um, okay, there has been a persistent upper level disturbance in the northern Bay of Bengal. This feature feeding on the extremely moist air flowing north into Bangladesh has resulted in rounds of heavy rains that turned into storm. Okay, you know what? Uh, we gotta go. Not good with numbers. Hold up. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Okay, somebody said I've never seen that. Yes, so have thousands of people. All right, does it end right here? The above? Okay. Let me double check again. I think this paper is more about Assam than it is about Bangladesh. Yeah. Okay, you know what? I am a noob, but I am the saloon. I think one of my friends gave me something on Facebook. Let's go yeah. to the theater. Yeah. yeah. I was saying about the paper that I was reading right now. So mm-hmm. it basically emphasizes towards the end of that article. It says that... Uh, uh, mm-hmm. It was emphasizing on the maintenance of drains, uh, periodic maintenance of drains mm-hmm. over yeah. drains because so they're saying that drains need to be maintained periodically, mm-hmm. um, and they have to evaluate the hydro hydrologic parameters mm-hmm. related to water drainage design. I'm not an expert on how the drainage system works, but what I feel is that uh, the drains should be made in such a way that this is just my understanding of it, that it can withstand the storm that's happening. Yeah, because and uh, it could like water, right? And churn, up, churn away the water and, um, you know, generate whatever the flow. You're the science major here. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, and then when they say hydrologic parameters, so it means like the speed at which water is coming up and the amount of water that's gushing forth. So the the drains must be made in such a way that it could mm-hmm. withstand that. But uh, the point here they're trying to make is that it should be maintained periodically. Uh, any ch- like after every storm, the drains must be in a way checked. That is it not damaged to the point where it cannot do its function the next time there's another rain you know what i mean so mm-hmm. because they pain the drainage system back home the drain is kind of weaker and then as time goes on when there's a stronger storm then this should happen okay yeah so again yeah so yeah you were right about the government not doing enough uh, and and flexing about things that's not really important like oh we're richer than india come on yeah but the thing is that um the GBP basin, as they call it, the Ganga, the Brahmaputra, and the Padma, yeah, yeah. Um, and cap- whatever, whatever um, encapsulate these three rivers. Um, Bangladesh, it falls only eight percent of it falls in Bangladesh, as okay. per this article. So even if we, I mean the Bangladeshis, trying to try to initiate mm. initiate something of a pact or you know, a collaborative effort. It depends on the other two countries that share it, which mm. is India and I think Bhutan. 
Okay. So if they don't approve it and they have any kinds of ics regarding us wanting to build a dam, a strong enough dam to tackle such yeah. disasters, which we haven't been so far. Yeah. I don't know. Um, it'll get worse. It works. Yeah. I don't think Bangladesh, from like a diplomatic, political point of, like, uh, I don't think we could do anything about the situation. True. Because India would just try to fuck us in the ass. I mean, yeah, because I think the government, the Indian current government, at least, they they thrive on leverage uh, based on certain disasters, political, economical, or even yeah. geographical. And uh, yeah, they want to keep other countries, their neighbor countries, neighboring countries under, under their to- toes, be it Bangladesh, yeah. Pakistan, um, Bhutan, Myanmar, stuff like that there there have been news that uh, people apparently uh, the refugees from the Rohingya refugees a couple of them have banded together to kill some kind of uh, public figure in Chittagong and uh, people have been losing it over this this assassination or murder whatever you want to call it and uh like what a popular person like a famous I think, person i think so i think so and that's why there have been people saying that oh send them back they deserve whatever is coming to them there is no need for this kind of insensitive statement but i don't know yeah i think i think for the refugees it's better if we just provide them work doesn't so they can work in bangladesh i'm not saying to give them bangladesh passport but I'm just saying give them work visas and then they can work in Bangladesh maybe and then, I don't know. I mean, I'm an optimist. I would say um, give them a ch- chance to earn it eventually, like how you're earning it, your work permit in order to eventually... Yeah, yeah. Something like that. Yeah, they could do that. Yeah. Know? Keeping them in refugee camps and them not working and them just sitting there, uh, that doesn't help our economy. That. And then the government is spending money on them. And we being a poor country, I don't think we can really afford that. Mm. So I would say that maybe, like if I would be a prime minister, I would try to help the refugees get work permit. And then maybe if if they can work a certain number of hours or do this and that, contribute to the country in a certain way, then maybe citizenship and stuff like that. Who knows? You know, that could help because them just sitting there, not doing anything and then going on to do crimes... Uh, it's pretty uh, pretty sad. I mean, that's not something we want. It's not helping us. Like, these refugees need to be getting work. There is work needed to be done in third world countries that hence the yeah hence the title, third world countries. It's I don't want to act like a snob from U.S. After, right after, what, two, two and a half years living here, but there needs to be way more solidarity between our people. Yeah. Because yeah. the fact that I had to go in so many poly neighborhoods and receive zero funds is outrageous to say to 
say Nanduli. That's true. I Bangladesh is we really have not developed solidarity because if this was think about it, if there was a situation in India and if there was one Indian person running around, I mean, Indians obviously have their own discrimination system within their country. Like, as as I said, the Hindus have the caste system. The Hindus have issues with um yeah. They have their own issues, like yeah. they, they don't, but it's in general, Indians are more, they have more solidarity within themselves than us, you know? True, because I think they, they I mean, we, think- all of us are part of the Indian subcontinent, right? But the fact yeah, that yeah. India, in, in India, Muslims, Hindus, Christians, Buddhists have been, li- have been coexisting for what, mm-hmm. a love three quarters of a century now yeah might have resulted in at least most of the regions of india to to just give it a try at, at the very least same goes yeah. goes for bangladesh as well but in bangladesh the problem is not religious religious to be particular it's more humanitarian it's more the problem is more humane it's the lack of I mean the lack of willingness of some people has been stunning it's more it's it's more stinginess to be honest the the more into money I don't think like I don't think Bangladeshi people don't want to help their fellow Bangladeshi but the problem is they're very stingy with their money they want to just keep that money to themselves I'm not going to lie it is true it is true because I think we're the kind of people that, I mean, I'm not like shitting on my own people because I'm kind of stingy at times, but even like spending $5 is way too much for a lot of Bangladeshi people. Although they, they're they not poor, like in the West, in America, Canada, you know, people from Bangladesh, Bengali community is not that poor. They're not poor. We have some really educated people in Canada from Bangladesh, in, in you, I'm pretty sure in the US from Bangladesh. There are a lot of international Bengali students in Canada, a lot of international students in the U.S. as well. A lot of, uh, like last two three years, uh, a lot of uh, students from Bangladesh have gone to the U.S. Some are doing masters, some are doing undergrads, some are studying in college, some doing PhDs. There are a lot of people, very talented, from rich families going there and studying. But yet, they're all going to be very stingy. I don't know. It's just I I don't understand the skepticism because. You're not gonna wait two minutes to get yourself something from freaking Gucci at what two thousand dollars? That's like that that amounts up to one hundred and sixty k in Bang- in Bangladeshi taka. Yeah. Yet you have your balls dragged dragged by your lack of will. If I ask you to what give away twenty dollars or something. Mm. that's that's unbelievable and I don't want to sound bitter that is part of the reason that pettiness that stinginess stinginess is the foundation to the reason as to why Bangladesh is not at the level of other countries whereas we know they have the potential to do so there's a lot of pettiness that kind of halts our improvement as a nation. And also not just pettiness, but I also feel that 
Bengalis, we like look at Asian people, you know, they have, especially Chinese, the, the kind of unity they have amongst themselves, you know. I'm not sure how it is in, the, in America, but here in Canada, if I look at Asian people, bro, the, the, the amount of unity they have, they have their own Chinatown because there's all Chinese people there. Same, same as in New York. So they all, they're all, they're all together. You know, they're all like united, unlike us Bengalis, you know, like I know a lot of Bengali people who do not want to make friends with other Bengali people just because they know that, you know, there's going to be fights in the future. So why make that friendship in the first place? Like yours truly. I mean, like, like I yeah. said, I don't want to sound racist to my own people, but there is really, it is really hard to make Bengali friends. Like there's a lot of jealousy. Like, to be honest, there's a lot of jealousy in our community. Yeah. A lot of envy. You know, if it, 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 this is very common. If one Bengali student or one Bengali person achieves something, there's got every there's going to be other Bengalis who are going to look at that with a lot of envy and hatred, you know? Mm-hmm. And there's always that want to try to put the other person down. Yeah. I mean, Just the root other- of even humor within a Bengali household is making the other person feel less. So that's kind of, that's kind of off-putting to say the least, but however, I I firmly believe that people who were at least born in the late nineties, starting from 95, I think, or even when were, what year were you born? 96? 96. Yeah. Okay. Let, let's say let's pick up pick up 95 for safety i think people who are now say 27 or under mm-hmm. in, in within the daisies have been more kind kinder have been more polite have been more forward in terms of but, but we do i mean i would say i wouldn't say better because i think even we have like people of our age or our age group also have this problem of envy, hatred, and and disunity. And also, the, there's another thing that you notice amongst Bengalis in the West is that once they go to the West, they get citizenship or permanent residency, or even if they live there for a few few years, yeah. they really forget about their roots and they really don't care about the roots. So they really don't care. About yeah, them. the amount of ignorance kind of um, bothers me as well. Now, now that you've mentioned it, and thank you for mentioning the Bengali, they lose their Bengaliness to the point because they want to become Americanized, Canadianized, or whichever foreign country they're in. They lose their Bengaliness, uh, and I'm not saying I'm perfect. I'm not saying you're perfect. We all have flaws, and I think it's a reminder for me, for you, and for every other Bengali that we need to get our shit right. You know, in terms of unity. Yeah, it is okay to. I'm, I'm, the thing you're talking about is an example of code switching. Say, I'm, I'm going to sound more black when I'm around, when I'm in the ghetto most of the time. Because, and uh, when I'm around white people, I'm going to sound k- k- kind of like a version of them. But the thing is that as for me carrying on my roots, that's totally up to that's totally on me and yeah. um it's okay it's okay to speak a different way but it's not okay i would not say it's okay to forget where you come from 
I'm not saying you need to pick up everything from the past. It's an identity thing. You can represent a certain amount of things yeah. in the world. And now more so than ever because representation, um, equal opportunity, everything is being encouraged. People are trying in their own way. Call it a marketing scheme. Call it uh, the white pe- call it white people trying to save their ass. But through them or through the certain updates and social social situations around the first world countries, you have a chance to be yourself. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. Um, you know, it's there was I was watching this film last year. It's called Sardar Udham. It's about one of he wasn't called a freedom fighter because he assassinated one of the governors who accommodated the Jallianwala or Jallianwala Bagh massacre back mm-hmm. in 1919, which caused the death of over 10,000 Sikh, pe- Sikh people. So what yeah. Sardarudam Singh did is that he traveled around the world, not mm-hmm. directly to the UK, he traveled around Europe then eventually reached to um, UK and assassinated the guy. So what he said that he went there and there's a scene that there's a lot of Indian people trying to um, trying to get along with British people because they don't want to, they're too scared to um, involve themselves in the fight for freedom and whatnot, right? So a line that stuck with me is that one of them said that you're got, you've gotten too used used um, being a slave or, or pleasing the white people or the Western people. So th- I think that still remains true somewhat to our people that we try to please the Western people. A part of us still try to please the Western people. That's true. At the cost of our own identity, at some point. Yeah, because we we keep. uh, And this is in no way dick to the ones who were born here. That's a whole different case. Because yeah, born here. I mean, but you know, like, say for instance, I have a kid here in Canada. Yeah. I I I would still want my kid to hold on to the roots of British. You know, not be white. You know, like. Because if you really look at it historically, Canada, America, anyways, are not white countries. I mean, they're like, they have a history of going over, you know, like in, indigenous people and taking over the lands and everything. So I wouldn't want my kid to be like white, white. And also, if, you know, when I read a little bit of history of the imperialism, there are a lot of things that, for instance, we were, you know, like India, Pakistan, Bangladesh was not very religious back in the day, like 100 years back. The white people were religious. They traveled with their pastors and everything in our regions. They tried to preach. They brought in the idea of taking religious religion seriously. And then our people become religious. Mm-hmm. And these people, white people become non-religious. And then they come to our countries and they laugh at us for being religious. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. this is how it is. This is how the white people exactly. are. Exactly. It's like, um, now I'm like, saying this is right. It's it's the same with it's the same with the left as well, bro. I mean, yeah, that's bro. White 
the white race, the left, right, they're all like that. They, they all have this in the superior complexity thing that, okay, whatever we believe is true. Look at the example of their queens. Like the, the queens in England, a hundred years back, used to wear the scarf. You know, they used to wear literally the hijab. They used to laugh at African women for wearing smaller clothes. African women were wearing smaller clothes, not out of fashion, but out of poverty. These white queens and everything with their scarves, they would laugh at the African women for wearing smaller clothes Jeez. and be like, oh, you're wearing smaller clothes. You're like, uh, you don't have manners and stuff like that. Now things have changed. Now African women, brown women, they all wear scarves. They all cover their bodies. White women are not in clothes. Even they look at the the, the British queens and uh, like right now, whatever queens they have, I don't know their name. It has been the same queen for fucking 70, 700 yeah. years. Yeah, that queen, but then, uh, her, but then, you know, like the prince and the prince's uh, wives, look at them, what kind of outfits they wear. It's very fashionable. And then they're showing a lot of skin. They don't have headscarf. Now they tell us that we are backwards because our women are putting on headscarf or our women are concerned about covering their bodies. But these bitches are, you know, without clothes. So you see how whatever they think is right or whatever they do, they want us to follow, you know? It's like, oh, I forgot to tell you the thing that we have been doing to you uh, for a hundred of years that was wrong, a.k.a. Yeah, slavery. So uh, we shouldn't do that, okay? And like, yeah, some blue-haired chick out of nowhere from Twitter decides yeah, this, to, decides they're, to they're, um, think that, okay, I'm, yeah, sorry, go ahead. Sorry, I was, say, I was saying about, I was trying to mention this book a book uh, by William Kavanaugh, The Myth of Religious Violence. Mm-hmm. If you book, bro, you'll understand that the Western history was filled with religious wars. They were the one who brought in this concept of religious wars. They were super religious, fighting in the name of religion. And they have the audacity to be laughing uh, at us for being serious with religion i mean they brought that thing into us and now now they're now they're secular they want us to be secular and 200 years later they're going to become religious and then they want us to be religious bullshit bro bullshit man i mean you're saying about the blue haired uh, feminist thing sorry i, I so yeah I, I, it was just me um, going on a rant about white people please rant about them please 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 sure. oh, my. i want to hear the rant yeah because Okay, now they're gonna. Well, you wanna, sorry, you wanna remove the uh, the link? Sorry, the article that you have, so that my. Oh, sure. Can... Let's let's um. Let's go. Yeah. Okay. Give Before me a rant. Yeah. So the rant is that a couple of people who are, who come from a place of privilege are, yeah. are the ones making the most noise most of the time, almost all of the time. That is what Twitter is. Twitter is mostly white people. Yeah. Yeah white people shit thankfully elon is a part of it and i hope it might bring some changes but i don't really know he has his hands covered with a lot of have you have you tried uh are you on twitter i tried for like two days but i got bored because i don't think i'm savvy enough for twitter to be honest because whatever news i do i do get why is... why don't you uh post the gofund uh link on twitter I could try that, but and I don't think Elon I have enough. Musk and tag Elon Musk in it. 
you know what i might give that a try because i just feel like it's it's worth the try yeah i mean $2000 isn't much it's it's the combined salary of mine and some other dude within the neighborhood and it's taken us forever to collect that which is kind of infuriating and uh, the fact that some some people in the UK have been able to collect 30k and I've been doing 2k 30k yeah for select for select yeah um i think it's called human appeal they have an instagram page they tried they reached out to me and um i gave them all of my handles and let's see what happens but they are uk based that's the problem they said um we're going to try but we don't really know mm. so yeah it's where were we so it's mostly white people deciding as to oh okay this is harassment this is discrimination this by the way this is racism but the, yeah. they don't get the point that they are the root cause of most of these societal problems and yeah. um, i don't know i i don't like the people leading the camp leading such campaigns because i don't want somebody with a gender studies degree telling me what is abuse and what is not exactly and you know the what i really find fascinating about the left is that they contradict themselves so much and they wouldn't admit that they do contradict themselves for example they always say that we're against white power they'll try to sound like me that we are against white power we're not going to bow down to white people we're not going to bow down to colonialism but if you go and sit with a leftist you will notice one thing that they will suck the fucking tradition out of you if you yeah. say you're a bengali if you say you're a muslim or if you say you're a christian or if you say you're a hindu they would try to suck your tradition out of you so that you don't so what they want is that you stop following the traditions of your religion the traditions of your family the traditions of your country the traditions you're brought up with and you become like them liberalized new uh so called progressive open minded and and then what they are trying to make you turn into a white man that's what they're trying to do you know yeah. get your tradition out of you get how do i know that because in my university there was a strike in the year 2018 and i've been uh i was a part of that team that was doing the strike mm-hmm. against university corporation and i've seen what the members of the left try to do they try to suck out every part of you that was uh you know raised in your childhood and they want you to become progressive in the name of progression that's what they're trying to do make you white that's it that's all they're trying to do make it's, you white it's the it's like backhanded racism to be honest yeah is uh, again uh, not trying to not trying to offend a community community or something no, no let's do it bro fuck it like oh, yo yeah, you know what let's go off the rails for this one we are not confirmed yet podcast. so we can get can say what we want but this is my that podcast is. say what we want garn maro sab ki so okay yeah go for it, so go the thing is it. that being me being the victim i know what i've been facing exactly as a, as a race 
So you can tell me how to react to certain things. Say, mm. for example, if anybody asks me, where are you from? Mm-hmm. I could, I will say I'm, I'm, I was born in Doha, Qatar, then I moved in Bangladesh. Because yeah. my backstory isn't so direct. I wasn't born in one place and just didn't move or whatever. You yourself, you were very exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you might have been born in Bangladesh, but you moved to Kuwait, but you came back to Bangladesh. But then no, no, my was I was born in Kuwait. It was I lived there 14 years, then I went to Bangladesh. The same as you. You were born in okay. Qatar. You went to Bangladesh. You live longer right? in Kuwait. Yeah, I did. Yeah, Better longer. Okay, so um, let me retract that. So, for example, you were born in Kuwait. You went to Bangladesh. Yeah. You were a Bangladeshi born in Kuwait. Yeah. You lived. All, you also lived in Bangladesh, and you moved to Canada. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Ask us where we where we are from. Yeah. There's there's been a certain amount of brown people that have been guiding me, even my own closest friends. They've been, hey, if every, anybody asks you where you're from, just say Queens. I'm like, Wait, why the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. You, you know, it's not easy in my case, right? Exactly. Yeah. Even the nomads. Exactly. And uh, there's nothing wrong with it. True, so yeah. Don't tell me what to do. Like, and uh, there was this other thing that I think my brother, he himself said it. Um, hey, if no, don't call a black guy black. Like, then what am I supposed to call him? Like, African American. Like, what if he doesn't like it? What if the black yeah. guy doesn't like it? Because I think somebody called somebody an African American in front of me, and he corrected the guy, I'm black. I, I never been to Africa, so don't call me African American motherfucker. Exactly. Yeah, like because African American that alludes to a nationality, not. And an what if he's not? What if he's not African? He's probably from the Caribbean. You know what I mean? Could be. Yeah. Could be from the Caribbean. Exactly. Like you can't deduce a person's ethnicity like like that. Say for yourself and my, there's no citizenship in the Middle East, right? So we can yeah. call, I can't, can call myself a Qatari. Uh, you can call yourself a Kuwait. Kuwaiti. Yeah. Kuwaiti. We have to call ourselves, I have to call myself Qatar born Bangladeshi. You have to call exactly. yourself Kuwait born Bangladeshi. Yeah. If you could stress the stretch, the sexuality spectrum. We, we we have to stress the nationality spectrum as well because all of it yeah. i wish i wish nationality i wish nationality was as easy as uh sexuality is right now yeah where we could identify as what we want anytime any space any place you know what i mean in due time we should be like at least some people with common I, I would identify as i would identify as kuwaiti kuwaiti itself that's it i think i would identify as that or maybe an american I don't know why, yeah. but just for more power, maybe. Yeah, who cares? So, yeah. So, at some point, when we'll have citizenships, um, let's, uh, fingers crossed, let's manifest that. You would be called a Kuwaiti-born Bangladeshi Canadian. See? Yeah, maybe, How long yeah, does that yeah. If you could be a non-binary trans-masculine person, why can't we be that? Exactly. Exactly. Identities are complicated too. People move all the time. I I got a friend who's half Nigerian, half Ethiopian, but he was born in Switzerland. Yeah. Just because. And, and like, even, even thinking about the binary example that you gave, 
in all seriousness, that's a very valid, valid point because think about it. You ask a person who identifies as female, what, what, what's your gender? And then they're going to go all the way to their history that I was born as this and then I was assigned this and then I identified as that. They'll go to their history. You know, although I'm just asking, what do you identify as? Male, female, what, whatever. They go all the way to the history. So if they can do that with their genitalia, uh, we could certainly do that with like born and shit, you know? Exactly. And it's not like we're making that up. I'm, they're not making that up as well. We, we're respecting yeah. that, that too. And even, even if someone is, say for example, if someone is born in like, you said you're from Queens in New York, right? So say someone's born in Queens. If somebody does ask him where you're from, I don't think that question is racist. Because exactly, I don't that, think that either. That that's the reason why I went on such a long. Yeah, route. yeah, yeah. Because I feel that this the questionnaire is trying to understand what's your ethnicity. Like when he looks at your brown skin, he would know that you are your your ethnicity is because when somebody wants to know your ethnicity, it's not necessarily him being racist. It's just him being curious. Because sometimes exactly. when I look at a person speaking in Arabic. I'm curious to know which Arabic country he is, his ethnicity is from. Like, you know, maybe he was born here in Canada. I don't know, but I don't care. I just want to know which part of the Arab world is his family from or he immigrated from or his, his roots. It's just curiosity. It's not, it's not necessarily racism. You know, if, when I see a black person, I'm really curious. Is he like, if I see a black person speaking in Arabic, I'm really curious, like which Arab, which, which African countries are you from? Is he from Somalia or I don't know, Sudan or Eritrea? What what African countries are you from? It's just curiosity. I think the left really has taken it too far, but oh my God, I was born in Bur- like, you know, you watch uh, these left videos, leftist videos from England, where when they're like, oh, I was asked where I'm from. And I said, I'm from Birmingham. That's where I was born. Like, no, bitch, that's not what, he, what he's asking. He's curious to know your ethnicity. You know, it's just... You know, I'm, I'm so done with the left, to be honest, because some of their arguments are so based on uh, whatever bullshit they study in gender studies, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't debate them because I'm like, it's, it's not. Yeah, I mean, I took your work and I ended up in communications uh, as a major and I completed a semester recently. Good so job. I, uh, thanks, we appreciate it. I wasn't, I was a theater major initially, but I transferred to um uh, communications because you know stuff mm-hmm. and uh, the grades were good enough so my academic advisor contacted me and they said um i feel like you're smarter than this so it's not that she wasn't dissing the whole theater theater thing yeah. as a degree but i might be able to do better with my communication skills and whatnot so mm-hmm. I listen, I kind of listened to you, to be honest, yeah. for, for it. And uh, she put the final name in the coffin. I'm like, you know what? Let's take it. Whatever I'm going to do in the entertainment industry, I could figure that out. Even with, but I, I really wanted to be educated, educated. So, and yeah. it's been going well so far. So as I was saying, there, I don't know what the fuck gender studies teaches, and um, it, it only teaches uh, women to put uh, the orange purple uh, dye on their hair. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> it teaches them to just get fat, ugly, yeah. miserable, and then just shit on men for, I don't know, for not 
accepting them as partner or something like that you know that sort of shit yeah i mean yeah that's a whole other, other thing and i'm not <laughs> joking bro that's what okay let me google in front of you right now yeah. what is gender studies sure let's, let's enlighten us enlighten the viewers or the listeners whoever. So what is gender studies about okay what is gender studies about in the meantime give me like 20 seconds i'm gonna try to get another light source does the doctor yeah, yeah. no worries i'll get water as well Just give me a minute, bro. I'm just bringing you my food. Sure. I'm just testing. If you want to eat? You can eat uh, in my show. It's all good. Oh, yeah. I'm drinking. I'm done with my dinner and everything. So, all right. Just give me a minute. Yeah. And uh, you, uh, it's recording, right? So, when once you save it in your computer, send me the video and the audio as well. And okay. then I'll post it on my YouTube and then Spotify and everything. Sure. Right, all right, all right, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, this is not my room, by the way. This is kind of the guest room of the house where my mother stays. And uh, are you alone in the house? No, technically, no. My brother and his uh, and my sister-in-law they're like sound asleep. So what I'm doing as of now is that um, I moved to a place where I could talk a little more louder because. I live my rooms closer to him, and um, it would be hard for me to open up at this time mm. of the day. Yeah, in time of the day when we're home because because if I was, I was gonna read the gender studies thing. Okay. Sorry, you were saying about the the sound. Finish it. Finish it. Please, this information is not important at all, and I try to edit it out. So. No, but gender studies is not relevant to this world, but we're still discussing on it, right? So you finish well, it. Yes. <laughs> Whenever I do a podcast episode, even the one with I, which I did with Nafis, mm-hmm. I did it in this room because it's easy for me to express whatever the fuck I want. And uh, there's always something going on right there. Either they're watching a movie or they're too, too sleepy and whatnot. And this volume travels, the sound travels way too easy. So that's kind of annoying. Yeah. The only reason I was able to do the podcast right now, because, I mean, tomorrow's Friday. Tomorrow's only the, the last day, the, the last working day of the week. So tomorrow's going to be a little more relaxed, even though I got to reach work at about nine. Mm-hmm. But I could 
I could do away with about what five hours of sleep, so which is okay. And, uh, yeah, yeah. So I was saying about the gender studies, right? It's dedicated. So basically, here, gender studies is dedicated to the study of feminine, masculine, and LGBT identity. Now, when they say feminine, masculine, and LGBT identity. Mm-hmm. And then they say that an interdisciplinary approach is used for the study of gender and intersection of gender with other categories of identity, such as ethnicity, sexuality, class, and nationality. Mm-hmm. I say that's bullshit. Why do research on masculinity, femininity? Bro, it's just crazy. They, because I've done a feminist course at university as my elective, and bro, all they teach in that bullshit is, oh, it's culture that makes women do this and men do that. Mm-hmm. And then they say that it's, they say that we are wrong to say that men have a voice like this and women have a high pitched voice. Yeah. They, they say that the, the, the fact that we are uh, associating that kind of voice to feminine, to women and this kind of voice to men, that is wrong. We shouldn't be doing that. And I'm no, like, yeah, yeah. That's how most gay dudes sound like. <laughs> yeah. And, um, it's boy, damn. Where do we even begin without, without offending anyone? That is not possible because no, we can't. Of- we're not offending anyone. We're just sharing our views on on stuff. I mean, yeah, I don't- yeah. we're just being objective in such views because doesn't it kind of fall in the category of any social studies? The, the yeah. part of gender roles. Why do we need to study that? for four years, for four fucking years. Exactly. And uh, there is not enough information to, I mean, you could study it historically, but then again, then it falls in the category of history then. Mm-hmm. They, um, people weren't given enough freedom before, now it's more, it's getting there. And that is it. I'm not trying to dismiss the whole of um, the LGBTQ community but the thing is that I'm trying to associate a valid academic or um, say employment based outcome for such fields of study exactly. and um, I can't wrap my mind around that because okay you study filmmaking like I'm going, I'm going around more offhanded degrees, not the usual ones. You study filmmaking, you might be a production assistant. Eventually, you might direct some commercials at the very least. Yeah. You're studying what? Freaking theater. Okay, we could expect you to be a theater manager yeah. or the person who does props for theater. It is also debatable that, well, instead of like getting us into four years worth of student loans, why don't teach us the task associated with the field we are trying to pursue as well? Mm-hmm. So, and uh, the difference between these such fields and now the aforementioned gender studies is that what practical application am I going to apply this into? Yeah. 
there is it is hard to I'm 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 trying really hard to not say it's stupid. And Go for it, bro. Yeah, it's it's stupid. It's not worth getting forty thousand dollars worth of student loans no. based on what gender studies or and and you could learn gender studies like even if you want to learn something about gender, you can read you can you can read online articles and know about it. Yeah. and that is what it it's limited to there is you are like they are dismissing the value of certain social scientists in a certain regard because they, first of all their views are un, unformed unlike scientific views which is backed by evidence as well Oof. gender gender and sexuality is still a complicated scenario scenario to comment absolutely on and as no, they made it complicated yeah they made it complicated like back in the day when i came to canada in 2017 yeah it was so easy life was easy you know you have a you have a dick you're a man you have a pussy you're a woman that's it finished yeah there was no identified bullshit he her she her there was not any of it now you could be a woman even if you have a dick you could be a man even if you have a pussy you could be a woman even if you have a beard growing up it's ma'am you know so yeah they, and, they made it complicated but i respect that hmm. <laughs> i respect it of course um, i mean if you want your um head on your neck for the longest of time we have to respect certain views because we are not considering the societies we have subjected ourselves to you being in canada me being in the states i mean but they should allow us to have like discussions about it we're not we're not hating on them like yeah. they don't for example they'll like think about the lgbt and then the uh uh you know the transgender people mm-hmm. the way we are having a discussion about them I'm pretty sure they have discussions on religion which they do. They very often speak against religion. They do say religion is bullshit, religion is fairy tale. In the open they do say these things. It's okay. They're having their opinion, they're sharing their opinion. So I can share my opinion on them. You know, they don't believe in Islam. Doesn't make them homophobic. Doesn't make them Islamophobic, right? Yeah. That's what I always like It, you know that, sometimes that's a, that's a good um, that's a good point you made because, because yeah for instance i i think a man should be marrying a woman a woman should be marrying a man i don't think a man and man woman and woman now someone might be like oh so you're being homophobic and my response is always that you don't believe in islam to be uh, you know religion of god you believe it's man made so should i call you islamophobic for that no you just don't believe in that concept same i don't believe in that concept i'm not going to go and attack anyone you just okay. i don't believe or i don't feel that they're right you know that's what it is yeah and now say suppose we have um somebody from the lgbtq no i mean somebody who identifies themselves as gay or lesbian or who happens to be a gay or lesbian within our own family or household sure we will 
take certain liberties and uh, at least we won't be the ones disowning the, those family members to be honest and um, i don't know it is a slippery slope but i would laugh first of all yeah like if yeah. my if my i'd laugh my- it off for, for for the sake of giving them comfort No, I would laugh because like for for example if you come up to me and you're like bro I think I'm gay. Yeah. And I'm going to laugh and be like damn bro. You're oh, gay. Shit, you've seen me. You've seen me without a shirt. Did you jerk off to me bro? What? Yeah. Exactly. I mean, that is why humor is necessary for things. Yeah. These are serious things because you are genetically or societally still conditioned. A man is conditioned to be attracted or pursue a woman a woman yeah. is conditioned societally or evolutionarily to um attract a man if you happen to not fall into that somebody who does not happen to be inclined to such norms i know i empathize with that how hard it is for you to um adjust in society So have a little humor about it. That's it. Yeah, that's what we do. Humor is the way forward. Okay. So say if my sibling came to me and said, "Bro, I think I'm into guys." Like, like, wait, you ne- you never want to. I mean, it's a say it's a cousin. Oh, uh, so bro, I think I'm into guys. Like, okay, so you never jerk off think about me, right? No. Like, okay. I think that's it. That's a good start. Like, yeah. Yeah, that's a good start. Yeah. Absolutely. But bro, think about it. Hmm. If you have a homie mm-hmm. who jerks off to your pictures, bro, and you get to know about it, bro, yeah. like, shit, how do you react to that? I mean, I would have to, like, the fact that they had the audacity. Think, think, confess- think your friend. Think your friend. Yeah. Like, hey, bro, I actually have a huge crush on you, and I've been jacking off to your pictures, and I'm coming out today. So the joke that you were about to give it to him becomes a reality. Exactly. How do you react to that? I mean, first of all, in all seriousness, I would have to abandon them, not for them being gay or whatever, for the action that they Exactly. while being whatever they are, which is okay. I mean, yeah. the action is not okay. The identity and that shit, I accept that, but I reject you as a person. Yeah. Yeah, you just rejecting off my pictures without my consent. I mean, no, even with my consent, like, that's absurd. You remember what Louis C.K., the comedian, did? He asked women, the comedian asked women, like, oh, can I jerk off while you sit there or whatever? Something like some dumb shit, some fucked up shit like that. And the girls, like, just stood there or something. Like, And, and yeah. why would the girls stand there? Just fuck up. Just get the fuck out. Get yourself There's out of woman- There's one woman who complained that she was talking to Louis C.K. and Louis C.K. was a masturbating over the phone. Yeah. Dave Chappelle was like, bitch, you can't hang up the phone? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. That was I don't know, man. Like, people, the fact, the things that they allow is outrageous and the things they object to is even more outrageous. Yeah. Yeah. Because you will ha- you you'd like to have a toxic spouse 
or a partner, but you won't even have a good, decent friend with you. Yeah. Yeah. Damn, bro. So you took my advice last time, right? I'll give you another advice. Sure, go ahead. Don't discount the possibility of religion being true. Oh, sure. I mean, I I haven't been religious this Ramadan, to be honest. I've prayed. I've done my fasting. I even went to film set, movie sets during the time and kept my fast and whatnot because two or three shows, two or three episodes that I did of a certain show, it was a Muslim show, um, Rami. It's on Hulu. And um, a lot of comics were there. Uh, Mo Amir, mm-hmm. he's really good friends with Dave Chappelle. We broke fast together. And we had it start, not necessarily together, but at the same time. And even the direct creator of the show and the main actor, Rami, was pretty nice. It was during the time. And uh, we ended up loosening up a bit to each other about religion and whatnot. It was pretty nice getting to know. Yeah. They're really funny on in person as well. And, uh, you know, being Muslims and that, you find a lot of relatability with certain amount of people. And he, I don't know about Mohamed specifically, but Rami is a practicing Muslim, Rami Yusuf. Is he the guy with the beard, long beard? Yeah. I think he's Egyptian, right? Yeah, he is Egyptian. Mohamed is very, uh, Mohamed is practicing too, no? I, I think so, but he, I don't know, he, he seems, I think he's moderate, to be honest. He was born in Kuwait, do you know that? He was, yeah. I'm, I even, I watched one of his specials back in the day. Uh, he, came to, uh, he came to America during the wartime. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it took him forever to... <clears throat> get his citizenship and whatnot. Yeah. I'm happy for him, though. Looks pretty healthy these days. Yeah. I've been out of the entertainment game ever since because I've been too uh, swarmed in my academics, to be honest. Because I did my bid. I got into... I haven't gotten into the union yet, but I am eligible now. So whenever I'll have the money, I'll get into it and eventually, like, work my way around because I need to do my academics. I mean, it'll, I'll be 27 by the time I graduate, by the way. That's fine. Take your time. Why I always emphasize on academics is because Mm. when you are academic, you change as a person, you become more like knowledgeable, your personality changes. The way people view you would change. People will be taking you more seriously. Like now people take me seriously, but two years back when I was still a student, they wouldn't have taken me that seriously, you know? So it's all about, if I, if I when I continue my studies more, get more degrees, they'll be taking me more seriously. So it's all about, so academics is really important and it's like a safe side. So that if, if in case your passion does not work out for you, mm-hmm. I'm not saying it will not, but you know, the, the, the world of, um, entertainment showbiz is way way more competitive than academics 
Exactly. It's so way too volatile. And it's... Yeah, exactly. Has, it has certain of, uh, like, I don't know, curveball effect or whatever that yeah. it... It rotates a lot. And uh, it's... There's... I need to be financially stable. Exactly. Even before I get into this industry, at least for myself, because I'm not... I don't have the luxury of the age... Like I'm not you're, a 16 year you're old. Still younger. No, no. I'm. There's a difference between being 16 and being 24. I'm not. I'm not. I can do outrageous struggles yeah. in order to achieve what I want to achieve in the entertainment industry. I'll have to have a backup because I have no. A lot of the industry success in industry depends on who you know and whatnot. I don't have a father figure in the industry or in real life to um, guide me to, through that. And uh, I can, I am ready to do whatever it takes apart from sucking dick of producers. <laughs> the, the thing is that I need to be financially stable because firstly, I have a lot of things going on. Yeah, I, I need to bring my mother here She's legal. She's got a green card and whatnot, but she's getting old too. So I need to make sure that I have yeah. enough yeah. resources to keep her with me because she's more comfortable with me objectively. And uh, I have seen too much poverty throughout my life in order to just go randomly and give up everything and struggle and be broke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't be broke. Entertainment dude living in a friend's couch. I can't I can't do that. Yeah. If it was me at 16, it would have been a different case. But no. Yeah. And uh, also I always wanted to be educated. And uh, I am fulfilling a couple of goals. Yeah. At the same time. Yeah. And uh, as for acting, what I, I'll do in the meantime, I'll I've applied to a couple of acting schools for yeah. next year. Whatever I do get selected in, I'm going to get in. I'm going to take loans for those and mm -hmm. we'll be paying it over time. Just that. Yeah. So kind of everything will be going on, but I need to keep a constant source of income as well. And I need to earn more than whatever the hell it is I'm earning now. Yeah. Let's yeah. See. So yeah, as for your previous question about religion, no, I'm not a, a non-believer. I am, I am fairly religious uh, to a point because I don't even drink, I don't smoke, I don't, I don't hold around at least not anymore. <laughs> and uh, yeah, Londa Saktobia for now. It's good to stay on religion, bro, because. Um... If, even if you think about things, everything philosophically, mm -hmm. I wouldn't want this world to not have a God, you know, because then what's the point of this life? What's the point of me having a dream? I could just die today or a hundred years later and it's the same, it's the same shit. But I don't want that to happen, you know? Yeah, and the reason I don't, I'm not too philosophical or nihilistic about things and, uh, it's easier to think that there is a God because, I mean, 
inherently I have a lot of problems going on and I don't want to yeah. add that at the other thought that oh when I die there's going to be nothing I don't want that to feed yeah. me because I'm a really tiny part of this vast universe and I don't want to be riddled with th- thoughts throughout my existence however long it's going to be so yeah. what's the point True. Yeah. Do good. Try to sustain. Try to procreate. If if you find a suitable person to do it with, if not, then raise raise the ones who have been adapt who have been abandoned in freaking orphanages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Always do that. I I don't understand. Um, one. about people bringing children to the world and it is hypocritical of me because I myself am the fourth kid in the family but then again abortion was illegal the abortion is illegal in the Middle East so did my does my mom love me I we will not know I'm okay I'm kidding so what what my point is is that instead of bringing a child into the world most of the time you could adopt the ones who have been adapt- who have been abandoned by yeah. who, who aren't able to take care of them yeah yeah but i i feel like people get really selfish when it comes to their children they want to have their children, they they want to sample their dna through on on this world for some reason. passing it on yeah passing it on you could even pass it on if you claim somebody to be your child right could even do that people do that angelina jolie does that i'm sure other less white people do that too because i've seen one of my grandmothers she's a distant relative but she adopted when she was visiting uk she adopted a refugee a little syrian refugee kid who lost her father in one of the explosions because the father literally tossed her into the safe zone while the bomb was um being detonated by i don't know who were, who attacked syria these days but yeah by the soldiers or whatever and um for some reason she felt a deep source of um empathy as soon as she saw the child it was it's a girl she was two at the time now she's i think six so who adopted her your aunt your sister's grandmother yeah she lives oh, okay. now and uh, it's an arab kid who is in bangladesh who knows who knows arabic english and now bengali so it's been fascinating to see her grow up every now and then mm and uh, her mother died at child childbirth dad died while trying to save her and now she's the adopted grandchild of this uh woman and uh yeah her future has been secured certainly because my grandmother she herself is a pretty respected academic in the UK she's got a phd in i don't know bro phd in economics or something and uh yeah 
she adopted this kid because she had nothing much to do at this point because she was she's pretty old now. Yeah. She's in her 70s and um raising this kid is helping her pastime and uh her daughter she was she got divorced because her husband was abusive and uh she decided to make the girl her own adopt the girl as her daughter which resulted in her her mother to become the grandmother so even though the grandmother looks after her the most but in the long term the mother and the new daughter will move to the UK mm. that's what i heard the last time so these so are have they done the paperwork like have they done paperwork of her yeah. being the adopted daughter yeah yeah so they've been pretty thorough with that because you know they're educated people of course they figured these things out so where 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 exactly did your grandmother find this girl like was it in, in the uk or in, in the uk because all the, there oh, was okay. a, there was a i'm not going to say collection that sounds good there was a, there were a couple of kids that were being brought into a certain shelter in the uk for the refugees and uh, the shelter itself was in a merciless condi- situation condition and the kids weren't secure and um she was doing one of her humanitarian things and she found the kid fell in love with it and uh, made her uh, her own oh, nice <clears throat> yeah so there are people like that within our own surroundings and there are people like um the guy that i met yesterday who refused to donate even 10 dollars to the go fund yeah. for his own hometown like how the fuck is it going to help like i showed him the page of obi pray i showed him everything that you doesn't want to listen he talked and talked he crossed the road he kept talking loud i got so angry to the point i chased the guy to the road and said if you don't want to help don't help just shut the fuck Uh I just I he it was a 60 year old dude dude and I was just pointing at him on his chest because he he literally drew the last straw he was he was talking and talking and he was making these rude obnoxious remarks like oh you kids can't do shit this that I'm like what the fuck have you done lately I got so mad I can't believe like I almost verbally assaulted the guy yesterday yeah. and i just went i just came home like i was so hopeless and i was tired and you texted me that oh you want to do a fuck and like i'm done for the day man maybe i'll have enough fuel yeah tonight oh how would you mean yeah been a long day for me too yeah so I'll say we'll call it off now for the podcast most definitely had was a uh, yeah yeah we're I'm sleep I'm I'm getting down to yeah uh so save the recording yes most make sure don't don't whatsapp me say bro I I fucked up <laughs> I <laughs> hope I'll come to you west and I'll beat your current Arjun <laughs> Okay, my current current Arjun folks, he means my balls because I named each one of my testicles Karan and Arjun. 
I have, I have a, just for reference. I have a friend, have a friend here. Yeah. He named his balls Shakib and Tamil. Oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> I just hope the BJP doesn't try to try to kill me just for naming my balls Karan and Arjun. Like, iske gote kato, iske Karan Arjun ko hamari ship se na pe leke rao. I don't want that shit. So who's which part is Karan? Which part part is Arjun? Like right, left? How do you? I mean, yeah, um, the right, the left to right. I'm a man of cement, like, I don't believe in mirror images, so. Yeah. Let's do the, let's do the back camera, front camera. Yeah. No, it's a back camera thing. Yeah. All right, so let's wrap it up. Any final words? Uh, my final words would be that I'm proud of how you are trying your best to help people in Silet. Oh, thank you. It's uh, because people usually our age, your age, they're just running around, hooing around, but you're trying your best to do something for your hometown. You did not forget your hometown. So that's the, the something I really respect about you and keep that. Be this way because we need people like you in the future who would be there for their city. Like the loyalty is is... It's very rare, which you have. Um, yeah, I mean, I try too. because the, the thing is that um, the fact that I lived there for almost 14 yeah. years has played a part. And I've made yeah. friends, good friends, best friends, mm-hmm. and not just and family, even family friends that yeah. I look up to that have been, that have inspired me to be better people as well. Hence, I'm trying to, I try to repay it. It, in whatever little shape or form I can. Yeah. And last, I would say is that to the viewers, to the listeners, please, for the love of God, visit uh, my friend Masood's uh, GoFundMe link. And in the YouTube channel, I'll provide the link. Uh, mm-hmm. Even on Spotify, I'll provide it. And then people can follow Masood on Instagram. Bro, can you just uh, give out sure. your my Instagram handle is at book of Zaman. I could spell it out for you. It's B as in Barry, U O as in onion, O as in onion, K as in Kevin, Z as in zebra, A as in apple, M as in Mary, A as in apple, N as in uh, Nehru. Who cares? So at again, it's at book of Zaman. So whatever questions you might have about the GoFundMe fundraiser you could just yeah give me and uh, trust me i don't have a life so i'll reply as quickly as i can yeah all right guys so we call it a day all right and have a good night and uh let's not just pray for slit let's just help slit out a little take care Peace. yeah thank you bro all right.